Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. Today, I'm chatting with Annifer Barrera, an Empowering Dietitians client, about learning to take action in the face of fear, figuring out what being a dietitian means to her, and what her favorite part of supervision has been. Annifer is full of powerful insights, so I know you're going to love this episode. And if you're ready for the kind of support that Annifer talks about receiving in this episode, don't forget about my new group program launching soon and the free workshop that I'm hosting this week to kick it all off. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for more details. Welcome to the podcast, Annifer. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am looking forward to chatting on here outside of our sessions a little bit and letting you share your story with the dietitians who are listening. So because you're new to them, I know your story. I know your background, but why don't you start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Okay. So um, I graduated from my internship in 2020 when the whole world stopped (laughs) and um, kind of reevaluated like, okay, what am I doing? Like, what does it mean now that I'm a dietitian? Um, And then what avenue do I want to take? Because the hospitals were on a hiring freeze. Um, So everything was a little different. But um, so my first job was in private practice as a contract dietitian. And my first client was an eating disorders that also shook up my world. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've continued to do clinical and private practice for the past year. Um, before that, I did, I did my two-year internship with Masters um, of Public Health at, in Houston through UT. And before that, I was living in Colorado, just kind of hostessing and working at a hospital. And then before that, I was at UT Austin. So that's been my adulthood. Amazing. And you've really been thrown into the thick of it. I mean, graduating right when the pandemic is hitting and on top of that, having your first role private practice and Mm -hmm. with eating disorders or at least one eating disorder client. Um, How did Mm -hmm. it feel to be thrown in? like that yeah I literally told my boss was like I feel like I was just thrown in and she was like very very supportive and I'm grateful that she just threw me in because it made it like forced me to overcome the imposter syndrome like I had no choice (laughs) and um it forced me to kind of face all the fears and um without kind of tiptoeing into it which I would have never chosen to do outside of being forced. <laughs> yeah, that's and, what it takes uh, sometimes. You have yeah. to be thrown into the fire. Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. Like I lost this client, which um, I was okay with because it was a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. So um, the mom was like, okay, we're going another, another direction um, through like psychiatry and stuff, which, um, you know, it, it, it was just, it was going to be a lot. So yep. and that, that's okay too. That happens. You know, we're not always in control of what our patients or clients decide to do. Mm-hmm. So you have been a dietitian for about a year, a little over a year now. 
you've weathered hopefully the worst of this pandemic um, as a new dietitian. You're working in a clinical and private practice at the moment. What made you want to seek supervision? Yeah, so definitely that from that first experience, um, you realize how much you want someone to bounce off client cases with. Um, you don't want to do this kind of work alone for your own, like for my own mental health and for just being a more effective practitioner. Yeah. Um, so I definitely wanted to pair up with someone who could be like a second brain to me from that very first experience and from just being like, okay, what does it even mean to be a dietitian? Um, and just like these bigger picture questions of like, am I targeting the right people and what would be my best area mm -hmm. that I could help people in and what do I even like? And so just all these other big questions that I realized I want, not just a mental health counselor and not just a business coach, but someone who is a dietitian who can kind of talk with me through all that so I can get more clear on my vision. Yeah. That's huge. Because that like you huge. said, what even is a dietitian? Like you can go in so many different directions in this field. Mm -hmm. And when you're first starting out, or even if you've been in the field for a while, it can feel really daunting to be like, okay, but what am I actually going to do? Like if I could go a thousand different directions, yes. how am I supposed to choose and narrow it down? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think of dietitians who have been dietitians for decades, the minute they hear about a new way of practicing, like say they switch into eating disorders or like even reading intuitive eating for the first time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's got to shake up their world. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, it's huge. Help. So having that person that's, I mean, obviously I'm biased. It's what I do. It's what I'm passionate about, right. but, <laughs> but I do it because I wish that we had more of it. Like I wish that it was a commonplace for dietitians to have that person to bounce ideas off of, to like talk about their identity and their vision and their values and be able to get a clear picture of that. So I appreciate you Absolutely. bringing that into it. And now, so we kind of had our, our call. You said, yeah, this is what I want to do. We got started. And then I don't know if it was a month or a month and a half into our package together, you had said, you know what? I actually feel like I want to pause this. Like I want to mm -hmm. take a break. Um, you decided not to ultimately, can you tell me a little bit about that experience of what made you think, maybe I want to pause, maybe like I need time away. Um, and then what made you decide to stick with it? Yeah. So before I get into that, like a little bit about me is I am, this is in my bio too. I'm multi-passionate. So I've always seen myself as a dietitian who doesn't do the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always thought like, maybe I'll be peering at a hospital um, have my own private practice. And one third thing, like dietitians that I used to admire would always wear many hats. So, um, when I started working with you, I was exclusively private practice. And then I just randomly impulsively applied to a one month long clinical job mm -hmm. and from dietitians on demand. And I ended up falling in love with that. So then I was doing full-time clinical and seeing you and doing my private practice. Um, then I kept extending with them. So in realizing that I loved clinical, I was like, 
oh, I'm okay with holding off growing my business and like really, you know, honing the whole private practice side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you talk to me about that, you were like, well, you know, there's some like root, like more like at the root work that we could do that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're getting all these clients or, you know, it doesn't have to be like cases. Um, And I knew that when I signed up with you and that's what resonated with me Mm -hmm. was the fact that you were really, like we talked about earlier, is those bigger picture questions and all that stuff that I was unsure about. Like that's, you reminded me like, hey, I'm gonna work with you on the stuff that you hired me for, not just the case by case stuff with your private practice client. Yeah. So yeah, so that's ultimately why I decided not to take the hiatus because I was able to do my full-time clinical job and still do all the reflectioning or reflections that um, that I hired you for. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's huge because sometimes we get a little bit of like, well, this isn't exactly where I thought I was going to go, so I just need to like shut down and like not yeah. do it. But having support isn't only for entrepreneurial dietitians. And that's why I'm definitively not a business coach, right? Like you don't need clients to be able to do your own professional development and your own work with yourself and to have someone in your corner helping you out. So, so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I take it that you don't regret not taking that break. Oh my gosh. No, like I, I go to work feeling so much more confident about like being hazel aligned and just as a dietitian. Um, I actually was told by one of my coworkers that who's been working longer than I have, she was like, you're very confident. And I was like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> I was like, that was not how I felt, um, you know, six months ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, whether it's working with you or just, you know, the whole, everything that's been going on. Of course. Um, yeah. And all of the above, it can be, it can be both things, right? Like you, you've now been in the field for a little bit longer. You're going to keep gaining confidence, but it's funny. I've had people say the same thing that they'll come up to me and say, like, you're so confident or you seem so confident. And inside I'm like, "Mm, are you sure? Like, I don't feel confident inside, but I know that that doesn't mean that I can't be. So that's, it sounds like what you're experiencing that people are seeing a side of you that maybe you're still learning to see in yourself. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I like that Brene Brown also says like, take the fear with you. Um, that, so maybe that's what you and I are doing. Like, and we are not even realizing it Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I guess I am actually just doing it, but taking the fear with me. Yes. Yes, there's an acronym and I'm totally going to forget it now, but um, fear stands for face everything. And I believe it's recover. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's, it's so true. Like confidence isn't about not being afraid. Yeah. It's about recognizing that we can sit with that fear and learning how to do that. That's so powerful. Yeah. Amazing. So you didn't take the break. You're loving clinical and you still like private practice. We have these like two and scenarios here. You know that you don't have to choose. Um, How has the experience of supervision been now that you've been in it for like three months and you've gotten a feel for it? You've had some goals. You've gone through some ups and downs. Um, 
I feel like I'm at my best, like in alignment, quote unquote, um, <laughs> because um, I don't necessarily feel like I'm like this, you know, badass dietitian that, you know, just everyone would envy on Instagram by any means, but that has mattered nothing to me. And the fact that I just feel like things are really good and like, I like what I'm doing and I'm exactly where I need to be. That is worth everything. So, um, it's been incredibly helpful. And like, I think about like, I, I like that you described yourself as like just someone in your corner because like, I've talked to you about like a client that went horribly. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do private practice anymore. Literally that was nipped in the bud mm-hmm. after talking to you and just like hearing myself reflected back the way you do. Like you're mm-hmm. such a good uh, motivational interviewer. <laughs> you're just like, I'm like, yeah, I want to be a dietitian like her, even though you and I are not doing dietetics work. No. Um, but yeah, you reflect back what I'm saying and I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, I can be resilient and like let those bad clients go and still be really gung-ho about my, you know, my career and what I want to do with it. But those really crappy moments are going to happen and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can't coach ourselves. I can't coach myself with all of the knowledge that I have and all of the work that I do with you and my other clients. I still need someone to turn around and say those same things to me. I was just talking to my own coach over the past week about scarcity mindset. And I was like, I'm, I have a lot of scarcity mindset this week. Mm -hmm. It's coming up and that's okay. It's that we need someone else who can kind of see it from the outside and look in and remind us of the things that we do know at our core. It's funny you say that because part of the reason I wanted a coach was because I saw how effective it was like for me to be helping others. I was like, Oh my God, I want that. Like, I think I literally told you, I was like, Oh, I want those aha moments that I'm giving Mm -hmm. my clients. I want the support, the like companionship where they can just text me. Like I had that with you. So I question dietitians who don't think they need a coach because like, I'm like, do you not see how good of an effect you're having on your clients? Like, don't you want that for yourself? I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because it's not commonplace. It's not something that's really encouraged in the culture of dietetics yet. And I think that's changing and I hope it's changing, Uh, but it's still foreign for a lot of people. So I appreciate you taking the time to say like, no, Hey, it's, it's important the same way that our clients or our patients need us in their corner. Like we need someone in ours too. And that's doesn't make us weak. It makes us a stronger dietitian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. And one of the things that you were a big fan of with supervision with the group calls with some of my other clients, um, can you tell me a little bit about your experience with those? Yes. Um, that was like my, one of my favorite parts was getting with other dietitians from all over the U S and hearing that we're all going through the same thoughts and questions. Like you can see that on Instagram or like know it you can just be like oh yeah like I'm not alone but until you're in it with someone it's a totally different world so like literally just seeing other girls on the screen interacting with them 
and having those conversations it's a totally different you know like it sits differently in your body <laughs> it does it's even different from like reading a facebook post of a dietitian who's 100%. you know saying hey i'm struggling with imposter feelings or you know hey i feel like i'm burnt out having that face and like talking to the person in real yes. time getting to know them i try to keep the dietitians in like the same group month to month so you get to know each other a little bit better as best as yes. possible so you're seeing these like familiar faces and they're also in your corner. And the biggest thing is that we're intuitive eating dietitians because that felt so alone graduating. Because I read intuitive eating back in 2012, but I stuck with like, you know, the nor like academic nutrition mm -hmm. that we do in Texas, which is probably way behind anyways. But um, so then I graduated being the only one wanting to do private practice for the first, you know, mm -hmm. for one. And then really, you know, being intuitive eating aligned or haze aligned. I mean, there were other girls who were into it. Um, but yeah, like, I was just like, I want to talk about this. I want to, like, I am so confused. I feel lost about it. So how do I apply it? And then having these other girls, you know, who were aligned. It's not that we were always talking about intuitive eating. No. We were talking about normal private practice stuff. Yeah. But kind of with the same philosophies and that was super helpful yeah yeah it's a fine line because I don't only take dietitians in the intuitive eating space it's not like supervision is for intuitive eating right. it happens to be that I attract a lot of intuitive eating dietitians because it's part of my philosophy and it's a big thing that I talk about uh, so it does wind up being fairly cohesive with the dietitians that are in the group and it's helpful yeah. it's validating Yes. And yeah, we didn't like talk about intuitive eating in the group. It's just, we, I don't know, like it, it, it's a different approach to private practice a hundred percent. So it, mm -hmm. it, I don't know, you just feel it in the group. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what the group is for. So, uh, for, for the individuals listening who have not experienced the group, uh, the way that it's set up is it's a group of three to five dietitians usually who come together and you get kind of a 10 to 15 minute hot seat time to bring up something that's a concern for you, right? Like it can be a client case. It can be a mindset thing. It can be a burnout time management thing. And you're able to talk about it and get feedback, not only from me, but from the group itself. Yeah. And like, everyone's kind of going through it together. So exactly. And they can say like, oh, hey, no, I totally yes. get it. Cause I felt the same thing. And then you're not on this Island by yourself anymore. Exactly. Amazing. Uh, so do you have any words of wisdom? Like any top two, three things that either you wish you had known a year ago when you were a brand new dietitian or that you've learned over the past few months? Um, there's nothing that I wish I had known a year ago because one of the best things that I learned a year ago was like, you have to act to learn or like, you have to like take action and then you can learn kind of thing. Um, so I'm okay with not knowing what I don't know when I don't know it and then continuing to act anyways and then learning as I go. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that would be the best advice for someone who's 
not sure what they're doing is like, okay, but you have to take action regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best part about you is you're not telling me what to do. You're not keeping me safe from making mistakes or, um, you know, being like, Hey, here's the step-by-step of how to be a private practice dietitian. And, um, you're just kind of like, you know, sharing your wisdom as I make the mistakes mm-hmm. and, then and helping like, you through back. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's that resilience. It's being able to like fail forward and yes. super uncomfortable. We don't like doing it, especially as, you know, perfectionist dietitians. We really don't like doing it. It, it is the most powerful way to learn and to grow from there. And on that note, I even kept telling you, I was like, I'm afraid that part of me is wanting to keep extending in my clinical practice because I'm afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly do like love uh, going to work in clinical. Mm-hmm. So having that awareness of being like, am I doing it because I'm afraid of failure in private practice? Like, I don't know. I was able to like, I don't know, like we kept talking about it and you were like, it could be, but you could also love clinical. Like that helped yeah. quiet all my uncertainty. I'm like, yeah, Anna first, I'm trying to figure it out. Like <laughs> you could literally just love clinical and love private practice, which is yeah. something I've known about myself the whole time. And I love that you normalize that rather than being like, yes, all of Instagram and like everyone is saying how hot private practice is and you're, mm-hmm. you know, you suck if you're still in clinical, but it's so not true. We just get caught up in the trends, just like our clients do. Yeah. Like we, yeah, we get so convinced by like the trends and what everyone else is doing that it doesn't matter what worked for someone else. What matters is like how you're experiencing it. Exactly. I have a bunch of dietitian clients who enjoy having a PRN clinical position and they also love counseling, right? We don't necessarily have to choose. And like you said, you loved the idea of being able to wear multiple hats. It's something that I loved. It's why I wanted to be a supermarket dietitian. Cause I was like, I can do food demos. I can counsel. I can do group classes. Like I can do all of these different dynamic things. I don't have to go to work from eight 30 to four 30 and do the same thing every single day. Yes. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing about being a dietitian. So you're allowed to sit in that limbo of liking Mm -hmm. more than one thing. Yeah. And then like, if I organically start to be like, ew, to clinical, (laughs) I can always go to private practice. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. It makes me more excited to be an RD. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's such a cool time to be a dietitian because you can do so much and you can pivot in so many ways. And I know that there's like this pressure and, and maybe I even contribute to that sometimes by saying like, I'm going to help you clarify your vision and your identity. And part of that could be that you don't know right now Mm -hmm. and that you're not a hundred percent sure of where you want to go or what you want to focus on. And that's okay too. Mm -hmm. So one of the big messages that you have is like, take action, take imperfect action, try it out, see what fits, see what doesn't feel right. Um, Is there anything else that you really want to leave dietitians with today? It depends on where they are in their (laughs) stage, I guess. So someone who's completely lost, absolutely get a friend, get a coach, um, pay them. It's okay. Like it's worth it. Um, but someone who's like content where they are, I would say, don't get caught up in 
all the like pulls to do to be anything other than like where you're at like if you're happy as you are in clinical or you know as a supermarket dietitian do that until you're no longer happy with it (laughs) yeah you don't have to constantly be chasing the next thing you're allowed to be yes content exactly yeah beautiful now if anyone wants to connect with you after listening to this podcast how can they reach out find where you are learn more from you they can find me on instagram is food with annifer i think i'm on tiktok too and <laughs> um, I'm working on my website. So please do not Google food with Anna for yet. <laughs> awesome. I will include yeah. everything in the show notes. And if by the time this airs, you have a website, we'll put that in. If not, yes, go on Instagram because your reels are fantastic. Your posts are wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Annifer. And I look forward to seeing what the next few months have in store for you. Thanks so much, Jess. This has been amazing. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you're looking for more support to help you overcome burnout, imposter feelings, and the limiting beliefs that are holding you back from feeling confident and passionate about your work, I want to invite you to my first of its kind free workshop on ending dietitian burnout and imposter feelings. Signups are open now at www.empoweringdietitians.com slash November 21 event, all one word. That's www.empoweringdietitians.com slash November 21 EVENT. And one last thing, if you found this episode valuable, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with your dietitian friends and leave a positive review. Those two things help this podcast reach more dietitians who need to hear these messages. And together, we can really start to change the landscape of our profession for the better.